Sports Talk Radio for the Brainerd Lakes. 1380 KLIZ AM. Brainerd Baxter, the fan. It's time for Lakes Woods and Irons at 1380 KLIZ, the fan. Featuring Colin McDonald and Chris Foley. Today's broadcast is sponsored by Craigan's Legacy Courses, Tito's Handmade Vodka, Rutgers Bay Lake Lodge, The Tea Hive, The Holiday Station on Mill Avenue, and Maury's Market. Streaming at lakeswoodsandirons.com, sponsored by Mills GM. And now, here's Chris Foley and Colin McDonald for Lakeswoods and Irons at 1380 KLIZ, The Fan. Uh, welcome back to Lakeswoods and Irons with Chris Foley, Colin McDonald with you, 1380 KLIZ, The Fan. We're streaming at lakeswoodsandirons.com. That thanks to our sponsor, uh, Mills GM, the home of affordable luxury, the 2019 Buicks. So we'll play a little catch as catch can like we do sometimes this time of year. Uh, Chris is on his uh, way to the uh, Twin Cities Girls uh, State Golf Tournament, and his daughter Katie's playing along with uh, five other great girls from the Brainerd Warrior Golf Team who are going to have uh, a real thrill playing in the state tournament. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, Mac. Uh, good to have you on board. You're probably uh, everybody's getting a little excited about noon for the tee-up time on the Tuesday, right? That is correct. So we've got uh, a bit of threatening weather in the Twin Cities, but uh, hopefully the day will uh, go off without a hitch. And the girls are uh, very excited, and, and they're ready to play. Sure. Good deal. Well, good luck to them, and we'll, we'll know a little more, obviously, as uh, as the week goes on. U.S. Open, uh, that's coming up. We'll talk about that. But we also want to talk about the Canadian uh, Open and uh, actually men's and women's both this week with uh, very popular winners. Rory uh, destroys the field at the Canadian Open. He's won that National Open twice now. Just extraordinary performance. He shoots a 61 uh, on the on 18 on uh, Sunday and uh, just walked away from the field. It was a pretty tight tournament headed into. It had been, been a competitive tournament for three days, and he made it uh, yeah. all Rory. Yeah, he uh, he certainly played well on Sunday, and uh, quite a back nine, 61 in the final round. is uh, is phenomenal golf. I mean, I, I think the, the next lowest round was, uh, I think there was a 64, a couple 64s, but I think beat everybody else by six, seven shots on Sunday is phenomenal, and he has been trending that direction the entire year. You know, he's finished in the top ten in every single event he's played, along with the players' win, other than one event and one missed cut. So, uh, certainly has a lot of momentum going his his direction. Added a wedge to his bag, his distance control on his wedges. I was listening; some experts were saying that's a uh, one of his weaknesses, or certainly has been at times in his career. Added a wedge to his bag for a little more distance control from short range. Well, you can just mash it. He hits a, a drive on 17, 341 yards, about 15 yards further than anybody else in the field, and uh, has a seven iron in to three feet on a par five. Uh, that makes life a little easier. Yeah, it's uh, it's a different <laughs> game when you when you can do that. Uh, pretty phenomenal. He uh, adds to uh, what is a compelling field, really. Well, I guess we should talk about uh, Lexi Thompson first. But uh, Lexi Thompson, very popular U.S. player, has had some heartbreak in her career, and that just really endears a player to fans when something like that happens to him. Uh, uh, got an open uh, stolen from her, really, in uh, most people's opinion, uh, yeah, j- just sure. by the way that the uh, rules fell. Not that the rules weren't followed, but that they were followed a day late, and she didn't know uh, to sign her scorecard a, a certain way, so she cost two, uh, two extra shots. That was really the fault of the uh, the LPGA, actually, not uh, not Lexi Thompson, and she's the one who ended up losing a major championship. Yeah, she, she's unfortunately been on the bad side of a couple rulings. You know, one, one her fault where she she you know mismarked her golf ball, but uh, then then the, the the one you're referring to at the at the uh, the women's open and you know certainly has had some up and downs in the last couple of years but you know incredible resilience and uh seven years in a row she's had a had a win and kind of righted the ship from the u.s women's open uh two weeks ago and in, in beating lee six you know coming down the stretch finishing finishing what did she finish birdie eagle birdie yeah that's that's not bad 
No. To overtake everybody. Yeah, she. Yeah. And she uh, kind of in that Rory and uh, Kepka category as far as just uh, mashing the ball past everybody yep. else and playing from a shorter distance. So yeah, good win by by Lexi. Uh, back to McElroy and the uh, men's field at the U.S. Open. Uh, uh, things are setting up uh, lush and uh, thick at uh, Pebble Beach. It sounds like they've had some rain. So when they cut it, uh, they'll cut it, obviously, uh, day of the tournament to a certain length. But uh, it might uh, play a little longer than uh, than expected due to the wet weather. And uh, uh, But it's supposed to be pretty nice this week. Hopefully that's the case. But, boy, what a field and what uh, storylines we have developing, Chris. No, it's incredible. You know, just briefly on the golf course, the, the golf course is only 7,000 yards, which by today's standard in major championships, if you compare it to when it was played two years ago in Wisconsin, that golf course played 7,800 yards. Wow. So it's, it's, you know, very short by any, by PGA Tour standards today, 7,000 yards is a very short golf course. But when you consider the width of the fairways, and the the rough is going to be very thick, and the size of the greens at Pebble are extremely small. So it will, you know, it really puts a premium on driving accuracy and approach play. Um, you know, you, when you miss a green, uh, the rough is going to be very penal around the green. There are no really runoff areas at at Pebble where the grass is short. It's all, you know, it's going to go from green side to this thick rough. And if you remember. Uh, Tom Watson chipping in and in, uh, uh, 87 to win the U.S. Open there on 17. And yeah. That ball was so far down in the rough. And that's, that's very similar to what we're going to see, uh, see this week. So. Yeah. And the greens, uh, small greens, like you were saying, and it's going to take a great deal of accuracy with the irons. Um, that probably lends itself to a, a few players. They were talking about Justin Thomas yesterday. And uh, Ricky Fowler and Tiger Woods all uh, all fired to small greens pretty well. Yes, you know uh, Tiger Woods is leading the leading the tour this year in, in greens and regulation and and strokes gained approach play. So, gosh, Tiger going for for major number sixteen on a golf course that he that uh, when the U.S. Open was there in two thousand he wins by fifteen shots. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's funny how many they have racked up early, some of these young guys. I mean, if Rory happens to win the U.S. Open, he'd already have five, and he's a pretty young yeah, guy. If exactly. Kepka wins, he'll have five, and he's done it all in, in two years, <laughs> which is unbelievable. Kepka's story is incredible. I mean, you know, he's going for three in a row in the, in the U.S. Open, which hasn't been done since 1905. Right. Willie Anderson, and only a few players have won uh, – uh, three U.S. Opens, period. So the the last one being Bobby Jones. So it's uh, that's an incredible story. Dustin Johnson has played great at Pebble Beach in the past. Though he, you know he's fighting some demons from when the U.S. Open was there in in, in 2010. He shoots 77 in the last, or shoots 82 in the last round. Yeah, so yeah. 77 would have gotten him into playoff. Awfully good past champions who are playing really well right now too. Uh... Uh, Jim Furyk's playing quite well. Graham McDowell is playing his best golf in years. Rory just you know, is playing great. Go ahead. A great story from the Canadian Open. Graham McDowell uh, qualifying for the Open Championship, which he had not qualified for yet, at his home golf course of Portrush. So that, that was a cool story that uh, uh, took place Sunday. But, uh, yeah, for sure he's got some momentum going in, and he he won a couple earlier this year. couple North Ireland guys there. Webb Simpson's yeah. playing great. Uh, Justin Rose, of course, is great. Jordan Spieth, they've been ta- he's been playing so much better. And yeah. then uh, Brooks and, uh, and uh, Dustin, of course, fills the sentimental choice. He, and, and Ricky Fowler as well. There were long, long, long story on Ricky last night, uh, you know, Unfortunately, he has to wear the mantle of best player never to have won a major now. It always goes to somebody. <laughs> Seems to have been Ricky the last uh, three or four years or the last couple of years. And uh, they say he's got a chance. He's uh, playing pretty well, so and he doesn't mind the small greens. Phil's a sentimental choice. They always think Phil's too wild for uh, opens, but uh, I was just they just posted something this morning, last best open chance because he loves Pebble. He's actually yeah. played in the U.S. Open 25 times, and he's finished in the top 10 10 times, 
and he's got six second places. So he's got the game for the U.S. Open, obviously, or has had at least in his younger life. Oh yeah, there's there's no doubt he, uh, you know, he's had so many great finishes in the U.S. Open, five runner-up finishes, and uh, certainly has the game. Uh, he's just been kind of snake bit in, in the U.S. Open. So Sunday is it's his 49th birthday. 49th birthday, Father's Day. Be a pretty cool win. That, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> and his and his uh, and his Grand Slam, which uh, we talked about a little bit earlier in the year, how many uh, of the guys, including Phil and Spieth and Rory, have this uh, uh, shot now year after year of uh, winning a Grand Slam, which is a uh, yeah. pretty small small number on the overall uh, history of golf. Plus uh, Phil's Phil's grandfather caddied at Pebble Beach. Right. For 25 cents a round. <laughs> Times have maybe changed a little bit. A lot of, uh, lot of good karma working that way. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's going to be a great tournament, uh, and uh, we'll talk more about it in the uh, final segment as well. And uh, hopefully have a, a couple of guests related to the uh, U.S. Open as well. We'll be back after this. You're listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons on 1380 KLIZ. You're listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons with Chris Foley and Colin McDonald at 1380 KLIZ, The Fan. Welcome back to Lakes, Woods, and Irons with Chris Foley, Colin McDonald with you, 1380 KLIZ, The Fan, streaming at lakeswoodsandirons.com. Thanks to our sponsor, Mills GM, the home of affordable luxury, the 2019 Buick. I have a special guest with me. I think he's joined us every year of the show, Tom Kinsley from out at uh, Madden's. Tom, welcome. Hey, thanks a lot, Mac. It's good to hear from you, and uh, it's glad to be on your show again. Yeah, happy to have you. Always uh, nice to hear. We were just talking about uh, kind of golf uh, fever in the country, and certainly in Minnesota, Tom, with the uh, with the TPC coming to Blaine and the LPGA coming, uh, uh, I want to say, in a week or two, and uh, getting a lot of uh, getting a lot of buzz around the country. Minnesota golf. Yeah, it really is, and you know, and also. Even though it's not here, it's uh, probably the favorite uh, tournament that people watch is the you know U.S. Open over Father's Day weekend. So I would like to wish you a happy Father's Day, you and Chris. Yeah, thank you. You too, Tom. Yeah, thank you. So far, the three of us have wound up with a pretty good bunch of kids. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Tom, one thing uh, you guys really set up nice for is practice. You've got the uh, the range there, and uh, you can go uh, your get your short game in shape and your. Uh, uh, sand game and go work at the driving range as well. Good early season stuff, but really throughout the year, a guy should get out there once in a while and uh, tune things up a bit. Yeah, you know we're really excited, and you know we're blessed with the the uh, facilities here that we have. the The one you're talking about is what we call our the Madden's Airport driving range. So it's right next to our airport. It, it's fully covered. In fact, some people from out of town couple of days ago said um you know we've been reading about your driving range and you have a um covered range is that right and it's heated and i and i kind of looked at him like why do you need heat <laughs> because you know he was from texas and it was a little chilly out you know so like, <laughs> you go out, have us turn the heaters on and and hit off the mats because it was kind of raining a little bit and you know, we can do that even this time of year but on the shoulder season it's really a nice feature to have out there we've got five dollar seven dollar and ten dollar buckets and that's um if you purchase like let's say for example you purchase a seven dollar bucket um you get a receipt uh, and if you go to any of our courses, uh, our green fees will take that right off your green fee. So $7 minus whatever the green fee is. So uh, basically you're getting to, you know, hit hit for free sure. uh, if you play one of our courses. And if you wanted to add those up, you know, keep them, you know, have a bunch of $10 buckets and get to, you know, the, the cost of the entire round, we're, we take multiple, you know, receipts. So it's a really good deal. The big news out there, though, at the driving range, and if you happen to be driving by on your bike or anything, too, or just hitting balls, is we have ice cream there now. <laughs> We're pretty excited about that. And we have junior golf there Tuesday and Wednesday night. A lot of kids, a lot of action, and, and they enjoy the ice cream, you know. Yeah, I'll bet. A good idea. We just uh, were talking, time. I was driving down through um, the neighborhood out there and how great the course looks uh, in condition-wise 
uh, and happened to be west that I was uh, driving on the other day or just driving around and uh, uh, just enjoying the sights there anyway. But, uh, boy, the condition is fantastic. The Twin Cities hasn't been quite as lucky as uh, we have in this area, and, uh, boy, you guys look great. Yeah, it really, it really is, and it came through the the winter real well. And um, we we are getting just rave reviews about the course conditions on on all the all four of our courses. They are really, really in good shape, and it's it's uh, it's fun to send people out on them because um, it's so it's so enjoyable that they're they're in such pristine shape. You know, nice variety, of course. Uh, the classic is uh, speaks for itself. Uh, top 50 again this year and uh and uh but uh, i'll tell you east west and then you've got the social nine as well which i kind of forget about uh good options there really for everybody in town tom yep it really is um we've we've got some really good uh programs partnering in partnering with the mga minnesota golf association if uh a a kid is under 18 they can go online to mga.com and uh purchase a uh youth on course card for $15 and then when they come to our course or many of the other courses in the area they show them their card and they get at um at our course the social nine it's it's any day um it's five dollars to play the social nine and then if they want to use their their youth on the course card uh they have to have the card with them over at the west course it's sunday through thursday and it's after after uh two and they can play um, there as well for five dollars. So it's a great deal, and you know it's just a you know we encourage kids to uh, get that and come out here and play because I mean you just don't get a better better deal than that. And really, uh, different styles of game at the different courses. Uh, we should all, we always like to mention the uh, the legendary par six, Tom. Yeah, I know that's that's everybody we talk to. They kind of stop. You know, if they've never heard that, they go, "Oh!" And we tell them, "Yep, that was the only, that's the only par six in the state." And a lot of them, you know, say, "Oh, yeah, I read about that." Yeah, and you know, the cool thing about the hole is that it's into the wind usually, so it's not an easy hole to even you know par or birdie. I mean, the potential's there, but it's still you know, I think I think it's because it's a par six. People like to swing harder and, and <laughs> sure. really let the shaft out, and that can get you in trouble. <laughs> it's so hard to discipline yourself to think I'll be on in regulation in four. You just can't. <laughs> exactly. uh, you just can't make your brain think that way. <laughs> oh, so, but you know, like you were saying, Mac, the uh, the variety of courses that we have, of course, the classic. But you know, you got the the uh, East, which was built in 1926, and it's, to me, you know, the the ambiance of the whole round, starting with, you know, hitting off a par three from the patio um, by Madden Inn and Golf Club, and just how the feel of the course is as you start from there, and, you know, you can spray the ball around on that course, and it's pretty forgiving. You, you you're able to locate it, find it, recover it, advance it. There's a couple places on the course, yeah, you could lose balls, but it's a little bit harder. And then the Pine Beach West is a par 67, and it's a little bit um, less forgiving if you don't hit it straight because um, it's plays through the woods and and real pretty setting. But if you if you don't don't hit it straight, you can you can get into trouble. But both courses again like we were talking about are in great shape and they uh you know the west course you're going to hit every club in your bag there too even though it is a par 67 it's still a good challenge and uh 19th hole tito's handmade vodka sponsor the 19th hole on uh, lakes woods and irons and uh boy uh just kind of almost an endless uh, array of options tom with the 19th hole and the different venues at uh, madden's on gull yeah but it, it it really is you know we have um course right at the pine beach east um just down from there we have the 19th hall and then we have madden's in uh, a couple favorite nights of mine are your uh friday night all you can eat walleye fish and saturday night it's uh prime rib which is just fabulous my you know that's probably my favorite eating place um as far as the food goes but for the ambiance and the the uh just the whole atmosphere and also the food's great there too is was uh 
down at the Madden Lodge, which is called our Mission Point. And uh, that's just surrounded by glass, and you're right on the water. And, I mean, it's just something about that place that's just great. Then Wilson Bay is another venue. Of course, the classic from talking to people in the area all, you know, just rave about that. Um, We don't take reservations there, but, you know, usually you can get in, and it's it's a really great place to eat. And then we've got all... Our Perfecto Pizza, which is all pizzas, and and um, that's really good too. So you know we do have a great variety of, of places to eat here, and you know we just uh, want want the people to come out, play some golf, and have something to eat and enjoy themselves. And really nice uh, nice buys as far as the east and west go, and uh, getting out there for a real, uh, real reasonable price, Tom. Yes, um, you know, we've got our twilight rates, which are after three on both east and west, same price. It's uh, 36 includes a cart, so that's a great deal. And uh, the west course is before three every day, all day is 39 includes a cart. So that's a great deal. The social nine, um, if you just start not staying with us, it's $16 to play the social nine. So, you know, it's all, all really affordable and uh, and uh really great uh, options that people have and surrounded by uh, a lot of just beautiful things at madden's <laughs> it is i mean i was just out on the patio and i looked to my right and i can see wilson bay of a distance because we're at a night nice height and um you know i mean it's almost like you you shouldn't be getting paid to work here because it's so beautiful <laughs> looking out over that lake and stuff so just keep your voice down when you say that Tom. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tom, thanks for taking the time, and uh, sure encourage everybody to uh, get out and play the East and West and the Social Nine and uh, all the uh, venues at Madden's. We're surrounded by a – to go on vacation, you really don't have to leave the Lakes area if we live here, do you, Tom? I hope you sure don't. Thanks, Tom. Thanks a lot, Mac. Tom Kinsley out at uh, Madden's. Do take him up on some great offers there, East and West and the Social Nine and all the different venues for uh, lunch and dinner. 1380 KLIZ, you're listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons. You're listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons with Chris Foley and Colin McDonald at 1380 KLIZ, The Fan. want to welcome to the show a, a great friend of the show who's been on a, a number of times and been lucky enough to have him during major championship weeks, uh, Sam Froggart from Island Golf. Sam, you just... Uh, you just returned from the U.S. Open where you were out there, uh, what, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday? Got in Sunday and work uh, the putting green on Monday, Tuesday, yep. Well, Normal week. Yeah, the, <laughs> it, it, it's kind of a double bonus. Anytime you get to go to Pebble or the, the Monterey Peninsula is spectacular, and then you get to be there during uh, one of the great weeks in golf, the U.S. Open. I, I, I'm envious that you're out there, Sam. Yeah, it's... And it was it's such, been such a great week. I mean, it was in the 80s on Monday and Tuesday. Well, it was supposed to be in the 60s. It turned into mid-80s. And it was beautiful. And then yesterday was even better because the fog rolled in, temperatures dropped, and uh, that made it feel more like pebble. But boy, those first few days were such a gift. It was spectacular. No, that's great. And so, Sam, so our listeners know, so Eileen, you make some of the, the all the great uh, – you know, training aids for for the short game in golf, and uh, well represented on the PGA Tour. And so, what when when you're out there, what what's your role uh, at the U.S. Open, Sam? What are you what are you doing? You know, that's a great question. So, um, the U.S. Open is unique to me because we've got so many non PGA Tour players. You got a ton of international guys. We got. I don't know how many amateurs, I think 20, and it's some crazy number, a lot of college players, whatever. So that makes it a really a unique week that you get to connect with players that you, that you don't normally see on a PGA Tour week. We have a, we have a tour rep that's out there every week, but this is a, there's a lot of new faces. And, um, so I try to meet them, you know, on a casual basis. And then the other thing, Chris, that happens is there, there kind of isn't a, isn't a player out there that doesn't have his coach? Yes, uh, it's it's an entourage. It's uh, I, I always laugh that it's a it's a golf convention and they also have a tournament. <laughs> because every every uh, equipment manufacturer's there, every media outlet's there from every country. 
uh, every agent is there. Every it's just a crazy thing. So just kind of being around that environment is a, it's great for me to just kind of get your brain expanded a little bit. And um, so I meet a lot of those people and have conversations with them. I could never, you know, I met with coaches from Japan and Norway and you know, pick a country that you know have been our friends. But this is this is the only place I'm going to go to see them without traveling to, you know, Germany. So yes. this is a great great week for me to to be able to talk to those guys about what they're working with with their players and what what's happening in their country. And. So t- tell us about some of the things you saw around the putting green this week, Sam. You know, I, I was thinking about that when I knew we were going to talk. I think the thing that um, uh, that that is amazing, this, let's say over the last three or four years, there's not a player out there that isn't engaging some kind of feedback process, I'll call it. Sometimes it's their coach. um Sometimes it's their caddy. That's that's becoming more rare. Uh, you know, obviously our mirrors and a couple of other things that we have are extremely pop, pop, um, popular. Yeah. Because they just you don't have time to just stand up there and hit putt after putt after putt. You got to figure out: Am I hitting the right speed? Am I starting on the right line? Am I reading it right? And you really can't and can't do that without some kind of feedback. Or you're just, I mean, you're hitting putts, and I'm sure that's fun, but. You're not getting any better, and your your brain's not telling you that you're getting any better. Right. That's a, that's virtually a new trend. I mean, that was not the case three or four years ago. It is absolutely the case now. And you look on the range, and and Chris, it's the very same thing. I mean, there's not a player out there that doesn't have some kind of an alignment tool. Uh, it has a track man, has a you know flight scope, has something there. And I think the overarching principle is. You've got to have feedback. You can't just, if you're serious, you just can't go out there and beat balls or beat cuts or, or whatever. You've got to have some, some way to do it. So yeah. I think that's the, I think that's the thing that I noticed the most. It's, uh, these guys are intentional. They understand more about what causes the ball to go where it's going or how fast it's going or, uh, you know, they have, and, and I think that's the overarching theme. Obviously for amateurs, you know, we love hitting putts, so that's great. But if you want to get any better, it, something you got to have some kind of feedback. It can be a person, uh, but it can be a you know, in our case, it could be a mirror, or it could be a stick, or something. But otherwise, it's just it's you know, it's it's a recreation. But it's there's no improvement going on when I'm just hitting putts. No, I th- I think that's such a great point. You 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 have to have measurement devices to keep you in check. Okay. And, yep. you know, whether it's a, an eyeline mirror that, that you're, you know, every day when you step in and you, you get in your setup and you know your, your shoulders and your eyes are in the correct position, um, and you're getting that feedback, it, it's harder to get off. So you can just maintain, yeah. you can maintain that from day to day to day. And when you are back, when you, when you are off, you go back to that. And I, 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 I yeah. think, I think that's just such a that's such a valuable tool, and your point is so good. We were I was standing on the putting green uh, down by the lodge one day, and and uh, it's not as popular because it's so far from the practice area. But Patrick Reed was there, Justin Thomas was there, and Tiger was there, and Justin had um, it set up the, the putting mirror, and it was it was ten foot or eight foot or whatever it was, but. It, He'd set it up in his line right, and he'd set it up, and he'd put the T-gates in for the putter to swing through. So he's going through his drills, and as just as normal, he gets X amount of putts, I don't know, 20 or 50 or whatever it was. And then he went around, and then he would kind of venture off, go to a different cup, some scatter balls. I mean, they had a system, him and his dad, Mike. They have a system what they're doing. Well, within five or ten minutes, Tiger has worked his way around to that cup, gets on the mirror, hits eight or ten putts, he's working with Matt Kellen at the time, they're they're working through whatever it is that they're working on, then they mosey on, they keep doing whatever they're doing, pretty soon Patrick Reed walks up, gets on the mirror, he had one at the other end of the putting green as well, but he had worked his way down, hit some putts on that mirror, he's checking, you know, whatever it is that they're checking, and you just go, this is just kind of a standard part of their of their process, and they didn't have to be their mirror. <laughs> <laughs> Rory was Rory was hitting putts, and I looked down, and and on the mirror, 
and I looked, and the mirror had been, and, and they get, they can get bent or bowed or whatever in travel. So I'm looking at this mirror, Chris, and it's 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 bowed a little bit. So I walk over to his caddy, and I said, "Hey, that mirror's kind of bowed up." And I said, "Can I give you a new one?" He goes, "Oh no, that's not even ours." <laughs> <laughs> he goes, "We've got ours in the bag." <laughs> Pretty soon, Alex Norton walks over to it, and it was bowed and I. I said, I, I said, Alex, I can't stand this. I said, I got to change that mirror. <laughs> and so I just bent down, and it wasn't his either, but I just bent down and put a flat mirror down, used the same T pegs to put it in. But it's that kind of a deal out yeah. there, is that it's just a standard kind of a checkpoint for these guys, and um, it's it's just standard. It's really it's fun to watch, but and they're working on different things with the mirror necessarily, but uh, it is. It is a cornerstone of what they're doing. So they sure. get, to your point, they don't get off track. No, that's the, that's the key. Well, Sam, did you get to get out on the golf course at all? And, and uh... Yeah. I took my son with me who runs Eyeline, and he'd not been to Pebble and walked around, so we absolutely had to had to walk it. And uh, it's, gosh, it's just distracting. It is so spectacular. I think it's one of the first places I've ever been for a tour event, quote-unquote where the players are playing their practice rounds and taking as many pictures as the people <laughs> around. They're just, they're walking and you just, you, I mean, it's just the craziest thing. I mean, they're, they get a shot and then they would stand back and they would take a picture with their phone and they would go a little further and take another picture. It's just, cause it's that, it's just breathtaking. Uh, it, you know, I, I always laugh at the guys I like. So is it just, do you, how do you dial in your focus that you don't just get caught up in the, in the scenery and, you know, after a while, you you get used to it, I'm sure. But it was uh, there was days where it was just pure sun and no no wind, and uh, that's not the case. Yesterday was not the case, and it's not the case today either. Yeah. So what 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 do you think of the golf course? It looks like it's in spectacular condition. Rough is high. It's yeah, it's beautiful, and and obviously they, you know, they're manicuring it to the nth degree, uh, and the rough is awful. We had an experience yesterday kind of driving in uh, that was fascinating. So you're kind of in these windy, or sorry, in these tree-lined whatever avenues as you approach the, the golf course. And it was interesting because this fog was rolling in, Chris. So at the top of the, as you're going in this avenue, the, the, the fog coming in on the at the top of the tree line was moving, I don't know what direction it was, left. I'm going to say left. But the but at the bottom of the tree, closer to the ground, it was moving the opposite direction. Hmm. And I thought, that is the perfect definition of a swirling wind. Yeah. The top of the trees are going this way, the bottom of the trees are going that way. And if there were no trees, I don't know which way it would be going, but it would be a bit more predictable. But that's when they get in those tree lines, I think that's part of the the mystique of trying to pick a club and the other thing is that if that wind is blowing a little bit, the temperature drops 10 degrees. So now the ball compresses different, it doesn't fly as far, and the wind's going this way at the top, and if I knock it down underneath it, it's going a different direction. It is a, I was thinking about it, if you've not played here a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of times, and, and the only thing you've done is practice on Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday when it was 85 and still, there's got to be a new world. Yeah. I mean, that's... you're... What in the world? I mean, all the clubs I have written down that I hit, they don't count. Uh, that's interesting. Sam, you know, the, we're hearing all this talk about the Poana greens at, at Pebble, and what 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 makes Poana hard, or what what makes it different than what you know they're they're used to playing to on from week to week the surface. That's a that, that's a great question. So, you know. Uh, big grass greens or any 19,000 varieties that they have is an individual blade that grows up and you mow it and it gets cut and it's next to its brother the, the next blade over. Poe is kind of grows in clumps and it's beautiful and you can mow it down but it grows in clumps and it continues to grow in clumps. So as you get midday or later in the day, clump A grows a little bit faster than clump B which grows a little bit slower than clump C, whatever. So what happens is it, it gets what what you would call bumpy, but they're really clumpy. And, you know, it doesn't take much. When a ball's losing speed, and it's just kind of, because they're so fast, 
and it's starting to lose speed, and it catches a, a clump that is, I don't know, Chris, a, a 128th of an inch higher. Sure. I mean, it, it looks like that. It just, it just slightly modifies the direction, and it just, it looks like it kind of bounces a little bit, and maybe it does bounce. I'm not sure, but you can visibly see it, and then you add a few spike marks to it. Uh, the grids are pretty dry, so those spike marks are not nearly as prevalent. But I think that's what happens, and they don't water them. I mean, they may syringe them, but by the time we get to Sunday, they're going to be harder and faster. And they're beautiful. I mean, they are so pristine and beautiful. But it's Thursday or it's Wednesday. By the time they get to the end of the week, it, it's, it'll be harder and faster and, and bumpier because some of that post going to grow faster and some of whatever grow less. So it. That's the challenge that these guys have. And mentally, it's a, you know, you've really got to be able to handle it mentally because you're going to get a putt that just doesn't do what it's supposed to. Yeah. One of the, one of the things that I heard Tiger say pre, uh, pre-tournament start is, you know, leaving the ball below the hole where you have uphill putts at Pebble yeah. is so critical, uh, yeah. where you can, where you can hit the ball a little harder. And yep. the poa isn't going to affect it as much as a, as a downhill right. putt, where where you're just tapping right. it, and it you know and has a lot more time to be affected yep. by the you know the difference in the grass height. So, yeah, you're exactly right. And that, if you think about that, the demands that that puts on you as a shot maker and discipline is to say, hey, I can get it back to that pin, but I don't want to get it anywhere near that pin because if I get it. Six feet above the pin, I can have twenty feet coming back. Yes, that is a discipline that a championship mindset is way different. Because on an average week on the tour, you may hit six feet above the above the hole, and it may be fast coming down. It's not like this. This is a different. Not to mention that the greens are they look like a pancake. <laughs> you know, just you're just you can't you just can't imagine. And they're surrounded by these spectacular bunkers with that wispy. Whatever that grass is, fescue, I guess. Yeah, it looks like it's got a blanket around it. I mean, you just can't see you can't see the surface, and you're going, "Well, I'm going to hit this close, or I want to hit it where I can see it." I mean, it's just it's it's spectacular. It's spectacular. No, oh, that's awesome. Well, Sam, awesome stuff. I really appreciate you taking the time, and uh, we we, sure. we we had to take a mulligan because I couldn't uh, couldn't get my internet to work when you're out there, so. Uh, I appreciate no you take, I appreciate you taking the time when we when you came home and uh, always uh, always enjoy hearing your insights from uh, when you're at the <laughs> tournament. So I think I, I I think my insights are more just absolutely from the fan perspective, but I walk around with my mouth open most of the time. Well, that's what and, makes you good. You know, you just go, oh my gosh! It, you know, if you've been there fifty times, then that's something. But I just. I just shake my head most of the time. <laughs> yeah, that's great stuff. It's great stuff. And so, Sam, where, so much, where, where, where do people get uh, learn more about uh, about all your great products? And you know what? I think there's a terrific slideshow on there, too, the photos that we took. It's eyelinegolf.com, E-Y-E-L-I-N-E-G-O-L-F.com, eyelinegolf.com. And, um, and I, I'm pretty sure we're probably running, you know, just open specials or something on there, knowing us, but... Uh, a lot of fun, tremendous. In fact, Scott Piercy, we got several pictures of him. He just happens to be leading at this point. And, uh, yes. you know, he's, he's working on the mirror in the pictures, I'm sure. So it's no, really it. fun. Love it. Well, great stuff, Sam. Have a, uh, have a great Father's Day weekend. And, uh, oh, thank you. You look, too. Look for, looking forward to talking to you soon. All right, buddy. Thanks, Sam. That Love was that. Uh, Sam Froggart from Eyeline Golf uh, just at the U.S. Open. You're listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons with Chris Foley and Colin McDonald at 1380 KLIZ, The Fan. Welcome back to Lakes, Woods, and Irons with Chris Foley, Colin McDonald with you. 1380 KLIZ, The Fan, streaming at lakeswoodsandirons.com. Thanks to our sponsor, Mills GM, the home of affordable luxury, the 2019 Buicks. Chris Foley on the phone with me. Uh, working man, we're talking about schedules again this week. It's just kind of a crazy year. And, uh, Chris, uh, you had a cup opportunity to go down and, uh, yeah, see the, uh, girls play this week in the state tournament. First time in 20 years. A, a yeah. great achievement. And, uh, 
uh, didn't go how exactly how they wanted it to, but uh, a lot of uh, young golfers getting some experience there. You know, I'll, I'll tell you, Mac. It was um, it was maybe not as good as they would have liked to uh, like to play, but there there were so many positives. And you know, if you would have told these girls three months ago that they that they'd be that they'd play seventh in the state championship, uh, I think they would have been thrilled. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, you know, there were there were moments of greatness from all the girls, and the, the golf course played very hard. Um, you know, course conditions were were not great as many of the the golf courses in the Twin Cities have suffered from a lot of winter kill and damage. But uh, Tuesday, it, it rained virtually the whole day, and uh, kind of you know just a light, annoying drizzle. And then uh, then Wednesday, very windy most of the day, fifteen mile an hour winds, and so greens were tough. And uh, but boy, I saw a lot of, a lot of positive things and. Uh, once again, I, you know, it just impresses me how high the level of play uh, of high school golf is in the state of Minnesota. Yeah, it's uh, amazing. One thing I think, uh, you know, that can certainly be gained from a tournament like that, you know, you look uh, across the way, and I think it was Chan Hassan, and you think, uh, uh, that's who we want to be. What did they do to get to win it? So you got some young golfers down there, 8th, ninth, 10th grade, uh, that are all coming back. So they can be good leaders for the youngsters that are going to join them. And uh, uh, you kind of learn uh, where you need to uh, where you need to go to get to the next level now that they've reached yeah. the state tournament level. Yeah, that's right. And uh, I'll tell you, the, uh, uh, my daughter Katie played with uh, Isabella McCauley on, on Tuesday, who who ended up winning the tournament. She shot, she shot 11 under for, for two rounds. And, eleven under, uh, eleven under. So sixty six, sixty eight, <laughs> and uh, re- really impressive. And uh, I've known Bella and her family for since she was a. She's only a ninth grader, as is Katie, and I've known her since she was a, a little girl. She's qualified for the the national drive chip and putt four times, and uh, has had a lot of success in the game, and is very passionate and works at it hard. But um, yeah, that's. That's that is crazy stuff when you when you get a a girl who's 15 years old and playing a very difficult golf course and she shoots 11 under for for 36 holes. So right, it, wow! It, it was it was a lot of fun to watch. <laughs> well, great experience for the girls and a great season certainly. Wow! Yes, yes. U.S. Open, lots of uh, headlines this week, and uh, it sounds like uh, as we speak, the course is uh, uh, pretty scorable on Thursday. And uh, some birdies to be had out there, some eagles. I, early in the day, Thursday, uh, it's been a while since then, so probably more. But there had already been six eagles on the course uh, with the first groups out before. I think they were both done with nine holes. So uh, they were taking opportunities to score. The small greens uh, evidently gettable. And uh, they. I think I heard them say that they had uh, wedges into seven of the first nine greens. So uh, when pros have wedges into the greens... Uh, they can go low. Oh, for sure. And uh, uh, I ha- I've just gotten to see a, a few bits and pieces of the, of the coverage today. And uh, uh, the golf course look at, looks in, like it's in fantastic condition and very scorable conditions. Yeah. Uh, yep. r- you know, rough uh, around the greens is brutal. So you you, you, know, you better uh, you better be on your game and you better be hitting those wedges on the greens and not uh, off the green. Otherwise, you're going to be be chipping and putting all day for uh, for for bogeys. You know. So I heard one of the commentators. I, I think it was the Spanish guy Diaz, I believe, and he was noting when the when the sky turns blue over Pebble, uh, that means the winds come up. As the, they were a little gray this morning, so the uh, maybe the guys didn't have as much wind to deal with. But as the sun comes out in the afternoon, it feels like the wind will come up in the afternoon and it'll play tougher sure. out there. So, Chris, you've traveled to uh, quite a, many majors in your in your life, or certainly golf courses where majors are played. Have you been to Pebble? I have. Yep. Yep. Yeah, several times. It's uh, it's one of the most beautiful places in the world, the Monterey Peninsula, and one of my. Um, one of my favorites, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, only in America we have uh, Tito's Handmade Vodka, of course, is the sponsor of our 19th hole. And I, I won't be surprised if you've been to some of these places. But you can actually, uh, you know, 
look up where to eat a guide to U.S. Open concessions. <laughs> I love it. So whether you're feeling like a surf and turf or maybe out there on the All-American Range for a burger, here's a, a few options for you. Now, some uh, some you've probably done, some maybe not. The uh, Stadium Classics. Then they have a list here, uh, maybe some of the more satisfying. Uh, a cold drink, hot dog, or a burger. You can soak those up uh, uh, at the 4th green, the ninth tee, and the 10th hole. Uh, Pebble has uh, quite the stadium menu, it says here. And here's one I don't know if you'll be familiar with, Chris. Harper's Grill and Bar. Have you, played, have you, have you have, uh, wandered by that one on the 10th hole? You know, I, I didn't realize that's what it was called, but I, I have seen that on the 10th on the hole. That's a good spot. says, this little slice of heaven along the 10th is dedicated to R.J., who was named honorary chairman of the uh, this week's championship. Food and drinks, margaritas, Bloody Marys, uh, grabbing a bar stool and overlooking the 10th hole at Carmel Beach. Uh, doesn't sound like the worst duty in the world. <laughs> that, that was a uh, spectacular spot. Uh <laughs> The ninth green and tenth tee box there kind of sits on in the really the farthest point of the property, and um, boy, it's uh, look looks you look right down the beach there, and uh, pretty spectacular. <laughs> they renamed it for R.J. Harper, who was the yes. longtime pro there, passed away from cancer a year, so it's a couple of years ago now. Oh, R.J. Harper was a great man. I mean he he was Pebble Beach, and. Uh, uh, kind of grew up at Pebble Beach and really worked his way up into the top position uh, at the resort. Quite a guy that uh, unfortunately passed away way too early. A third choice, uh, let's see, surf and turf. Uh, a fan of, uh, let's see, the between the 8th and the 14th hole, either at the Fan Central or surf and turf. Uh, you can choose crab cakes, tenderloin steaks, uh, shrimp cocktails, uh, salads and sides, and the best ocean view in all of uh, major golf. Sounds like they have two of those, surf and turf, so two different spots on the course, the 8th and the 14th, or maybe those are right together, the 8th and the 14th. That's probably that's what it is, yeah. I, I, I'm wondering why we didn't go to the U.S. Open, Matt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, uh, that does sound like a pretty pretty good idea. So uh, our guest, uh, Sam Frogger, always nice to have Sam on with a little uh, a little background into the uh, – uh, into the tournament absolutely yeah sam uh it's always fun to sit, talk to sam and have him share share his insight and uh, tom kinsley joined us as well thanks to tom and uh, a lot of good selections at madden's of course not only 19th hole selections also a lot of golf selections as well always good to have tom on he joins us pretty much every year so u.s absolutely. open chris we'll have a lot to uh, talk about this uh uh, next week, and uh, uh, we'll know who wins, of course, when we when we get back together. <laughs> who do you like? Boy, I uh, there's there's so many great storylines, and uh, but I, it, it's it's hard to <laughs> hard not to pick Pe- Kepka. It's hard not to root for Tiger, uh, Dustin Johnson. You know, I, I, the U.S. Open tends to bring out somebody though that. Uh, you know, kind of somebody from from the back of the pack, and uh, I think I think we might see a first time winner, somebody like Xander Shoffley. Um, you know, Brent Snedeker is playing awfully well. Rory is playing so well coming in. It, it, it's really hard to pick a winner. Yeah, it is. That's true. I was uh, going to ask. Was watching, and uh, they had uh, different slices of uh, Tiger and Phil and uh, Rory talking about the U.S. Open and how. How how it always used to be, you know, high rough, small greens, uh, now go attack. That was kind of always the setup uh, for the boys, yeah. kind of as Tiger and, and all those guys call them. But uh, then Kepka, you know, he's saying anybody complaining about the U.S. Open just isn't playing that good right now. Uh, and his he was he's a unique guy, that's for sure. He's like, I don't care what it's like. I don't care what other guys think about the greens. I don't care about you know, um, what they're saying about the golf course. We just uh, tee it up and we go play. I kind of think, well, you know, the fans like Phil's opinion and Tiger's opinion and Rory's opinion, and they like to give their own opinion. Uh, If you don't want to have an opinion, that's fine, I guess, but it's a little bland. (laughs) (laughs) Right. You know, I I think... uh, I I like Kepka's attitude, though. I... I, um, you know he he he's just going to 
play the golf course, whatever they present, and he's not he's not going to let the the golf course affect his uh, you know his mentality as far as playing it. And everybody's got to play the same conditions. Yeah, true enough. He's, he, he he just wants to go out and play better than than everybody else, and he really uses that as motivation to you know to to drive him. And uh, um, I, I I like that attitude. That's the coach in you, isn't it, Chris? You like to find that uh, you don't really care what the drive is as long as you can find the drive for a given player. Yeah, no question. I mean, if you if you can figure out what motivates a player. Um, Play, you know, and then then feed it on that, and let them them strive off that. Boy, they're they're going to play well. And I, I, I personally, I'd much rather get have have somebody who all they're thinking about is is the controllables because you don't you don't have any control over the weather, you don't have any control over the course setup, but you you do have total control of your attitude and how you respond to the situation. Sure, yeah, yeah. You know, and if if you if you keep that in perspective and and just only get upset at what you can control, then then you're going to play a heck of a lot better. Yeah, that's great advice. Yeah, that's a that's the big if in golf, that's for sure. And uh, Kepka yeah. seems to have got that bottled up pretty well. That uh, part of his emotion is in check, which is is great. Definitely. Next yeah. time you have me on the practice tee, Chris, I'll just give you you know since you're a coach, I'll give you the inside track on what motivates me. I like it. Apple pie. There you go. <laughs> and so, Tito's handmade vodka. So if that helps, you know, if we can find <laughs> find a way to help make that help me out. <laughs> That's right. Thanks, Chris. Thank you, Mac. <laughs> Thanks for listening to today's edition of Lakes Woods and Irons at 1380 KLIZ, The Fan. Today's broadcast is sponsored by Craigan's Legacy Courses, Tito's Handmade Vodka, Rutgers Bay Lake Lodge, The Tea Hive, The Holiday Station on Mill Avenue, and Maury's Market. Streaming at lakeswoodsandirons.com, sponsored by Mills GM. We now return to our regularly scheduled program at the Lake Sports Talk 1380 KLIZ The Fan.